Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Thanks for joining us on whatever day you happen to be listening, hopefully a Friday, so you can just roll right through the weekend. Absolutely. I don't have anything more to say about no, that. No, I, I don't either, because I just want to get started to talk about today's beer, which I know you're excited about because you are the captain of Team Sour, is that right? The man of the sour, as I call it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. I love sour beers. I love very specifically fruited sours. On other episodes of this, you'll hear me say it. You may have already heard me say it. I don't get tired of it. I'll say it again. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Sour. Sour. <laughs> you think Nemo liked sour beers, or was he just too busy? I think Nemo, quite frankly, and I apologize for the language, is a little bitch. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Wow. You just offended a lot of people with that. <laughs> I, I, Marlon's totally, he gets screwed in that movie. I mean, yeah, is he a little overbearing? But what kind of parent isn't, especially one who just lost his wife to the open ocean? Yeah, and also, can we talk about that Stingray teacher? I mean, some pretty poor... That guy. Pretty poor chaperone skills. Uh, that guy's coffee cup. Let's just say <laughs> that the pH level is like a two in that. There is straight booze in that. Maybe a little less singing and a little more watching my fucking kids. Huh? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of when I was in preschool. One of my first memories is they brought a big boa constrictor in. I can't have been more than two and a half feet tall. And they said, who wants a hug from it? And they just put it on my shoulders. Then they offered a kiss. Wow. Well, uh, elementary teaching aside, uh, this beer is called Midnight Bramble, which is a very unique name for a very unique beer, Vince. Why don't you describe it to us a little bit? Sure. So I'll, I'll give you what I know offhand about it, and then we'll get a little more into how they would describe it. So yeah. it's from Cascade Brewing, which is out in Portland, Oregon. I know Tom has... Quite a few Portland stories. He's a big guy, big big Portland guy. Sure, I definitely am. Shout out to Deschutes Brewery in Portland, another fantastic establishment. But what's cool about this one is that it is a barrel-aged sour. So there's a 2016 on this, and unlike most of our other beers that we're drinking, it's not in a can. It's in one large 32-ounce bottle. So if you were... Looking for the therapeutic sound of us cracking beers, you'll have to settle for a very soft pop of a cork and then a pour. We're not going to crack these bad boys open. We're going to pop this tall boy in a way. Yeah. But much taller. We're not going to crack it because we're not christening a ship. We are (laughs) recording a podcast. Right. uh, So the ABV on this is 6.6, which is a little higher than you'd think. But I, I, I think it's very crushable. I think most of these are. They're sweet, they're sour, they're tart, all the way across. Uh, as the description reads, Midnight Bramble is a blend of wheat and blonde ales aged in oak wine barrels for up to 18 months with black and red raspberries, fresh, fresh ginger, and thyme. And that is the herb, not the construct. Yes. Uh, this unique project offers carefully layered flavors of ripe bramble fruit with a refreshing ginger lift and soft notes of lavender and pine sounds like a candle it just sounds like portland to be honest if anyone's never been to portland it's a 
a very foresty city that feels like uh, you know it's on a hill in a, an elongated suburb, but just surrounded with trees. A really, really fantastic place to visit. It's piney. Yeah. Oh, it's the pine is, you know, is is pungent. I would say, but I think the bottom line is this is unlike any beer we've ever tried in terms of it's, it's our you know, first Portland beer. It it is our first Portland beer. It won't be our last, and this beer is almost as old as the anniversary of Prince's death, 2016, so just keep that in mind. Wow. Yeah, he's been gone that long. You know what's funny, actually? I saw Finding Dory the weekend Prince died. My goodness, that's almost five years ago to the date. Oh my god, I was going to say four. (laughs) Anyways, I think it's time to pop this. It is. Let's, Let's give it a pop and... And we're also, Vince, since, since it's out of the bottle, we're not going to share a bottle because that wouldn't be sanitary. We're each going to try it just out of the glass um, of our own choosing. So, again, we're just breaking all the rules and constructs of, of this one. Still having a hard time. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm waiting, waiting just so everyone can hear it. Yeah. Oh, what the? <laughs> wow. That just sounded good. Also, uh, you did very well at that. I still don't really know how to properly open a bottle of wine. I mean, nobody does. Anyone who does is a witch or a wizard. <laughs> I stand by that. You're a, you're a wine drinker, Harry. There we go. Oh, yeah. It looks, uh, honestly, it looks kind of like wine, too, just out of the... That would be the berries, sir. Yeah. We'll fill you up nice and tall here. 18 months in a barrel. That has to be a lonely... Sounds like a Ryan Reynolds movie, quite frankly. (laughs) It actually was one. Have you seen Buried? I think that's the one I'm thinking of very specifically. I I saw that and thought, what a stupid movie. And then I heard it was phenomenal. Believe it or not, a lot goes on. (laughs) A lot goes on in a a coffin? (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, saying cheers, we'll just... There we go. Beautiful. That's some good audio. It just smells so good. Yeah. It smells so good. You can smell the berries right off. I don't know what a barrel smells like, what a, what a wine barrel smells like, but I imagine that's it is. in here too. It's fruity, no no doubt. Oh, wow. Quite refreshing. And it bites on the way down. It does. It Like you had a little warhead. It definitely it gets your attention immediately. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I want another sip immediately. Hold on. It's. I'm telling you. Ooh, ooh wee. That was more. That was more bite than that one. <laughs> ooh wee. Ooh <laughs> 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 wee. <laughs> oh, we know. We know what that's in reference. That's a to. little. That's a little Mr. Poopy Butthole from uh, Rick and Morty. That's right, Rick and Morty. Um, mm. A show that also has more bite. The the more that it goes on. I have yeah, to they say. are really digging in. It's interesting because yeah. that's a Dan Harmon vehicle. It is, and he is known for really diving in and going to those bite, bitey, dark places. I think Community right. got a little dark too at times. It did. I, Community. I just actually watched it for the first time last year. What did you think? I I was expecting it to be you know a fairly run of the mill you know NBC sitcom, but no, it actually has a lot of the Dan Harmon flavor to it. There's there's you know. Lots of pop culture parodies and riff-offs, but there's also, they bring up the idea of uh, alternate universes in that show. Yes. 
And it actually ends up playing a big role. I mean, Abed is basically the stand-in for Dan Harmon and for, like, a Rick and Morty-esque character, an outcast who's smarter than everyone. But, yeah, I mean, it's a really enjoyable show. And talk about a cast. I mean, Donald Glover is fantastic. Allison Brie. I mean, the Chevy Chase thing hasn't really aged too great, but... But it's a cast that at the time was not eye-popping. No. Which is, it's interesting. Uh, Just great casting. It's amazing that that show... Good drafting. At the time, was not like highly rated or as well-received as some of the other shows. I think NBC did a great job. They had their Thursday comedy block, and it was... uh, Parks and Rec, The, the Office, Office. Yeah. and Community, all of these on Thursday, which is a power-packed lineup. But every single one of those shows was had low ratings at the start. It took people time to understand what was going on and to catch on and realize this is a good, fun show. And I, you got to salute NBC for that. Is that is is Les Moonves at no, CBS? No, he's at CBS, CBS, and also he's out of a job. What a ridiculous name. <laughs> Les Moonves, he sounds like the proprietor of some sort of fantastical candy land. (laughs) Yeah, well, he got got canceled and deservedly so, but CBS had plenty of other sitcoms that were very successful, but not nearly as edgy as... They're not good, (laughs) is what's interesting. It's the most successful, like Chuck Lorre. Is it Lori or Lore? Lori, yeah. Yeah, Chuck Lori. I mean, God, good lord. Well, they play to their demo. Their demo is, you know, sixty plus people and who've given up. Flyover states. Who've given up. <laughs> That's what Chuck Lori did. He was like, I maybe he walked in, he said, I'm gonna change TV. And then he realized you yeah. can't change TV. And he also realized he had a gift. A gift for just like rolling into it. Can we talk about how weird it was that Ashton Kutcher replaced uh, Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men? I don't speak ill of the Ash Man. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I'm saying that it's weird. Like here, Charlie Sheen was as toxic as it gets in 2011, 2012, when that show was also at its precipice. And it was just bizarre that Ashton Kutcher was like, oh, don't worry, guys. Like I, I got you. I'm going to save you from this abyss i think he got a bunch of money and that's that's what did it for him yeah i just don't those are two people that i don't ever associate with one another and yet like he was the one who literally replaced charlie sheen in that spot yeah that is strange basically the only thing the characters had in common is that they were wealthy yeah i don't and i don't even say this as someone who watched those episodes it just was interesting as a consumer of pop culture news yeah, interesting. So, tell me what your what your thoughts are on this beer in comparison to to anything at this point. I think we've touched a little bit on we have. that edge. Well, but. well, this is what I would say. Like, you're a big sour fan. It's not my favorite, but I I would say that this actually this actually kind of works. the The sitcom genre, the multicam sitcom, is not at all my favorite type of comedy. It's it's probably. My least favorite, I prefer like the single cam fare, like Arrested Development, or like, you know, a little more extreme flavor stuff like Rick and Morty or really extreme Tim and Eric, stuff like that. (laughs) But 
occasionally I can appreciate, you know, a really well-made sitcom like New Girl. I really like New Girl. Good. New Girl is formulaic, but there's enough spice and intrigue to it that it get it gets the job done for me. That's what I would say about this beer. Here's what I'll say. I'd like to just dive right into the New Girl and I'd like to say that this beer is Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> it's Schmidt. Yeah. You know, it's like it's low key and very nice to watch, and then all of a sudden it explodes. Yeah. It explodes because 52C has the tagine. <laughs> you buffoon. <laughs> the, oh, Winston! I also think Win- Winston's development throughout that show is kind of similar to this because he starts off as like not that weird. And by about season three or four, he's a full-blown weirdo. I can't tell if they just didn't know what to do with him or they basically said, whatever you want to do, man, you just do it. Yeah. I think it's. I think Lamorne Harris probably was just like, look, I can't just do this same shit. I think it's Morris, right? Lamorne You're Morris. right. Lamorne Morris. I'm sorry. Sorry, just in case he's listening. <laughs> Thank Lamorne, you for we listening. appreciate you. Yeah. I, and I also, similar to this, like... You couldn't get like too off base with this because it, it's so precisely made. Yes, and those network sitcoms, like you, really have to go through so many funnels and so many rewrites. And like pilot season is hectic as fuck, and there's it's constantly being re- remade. And one of the reasons I have a begrudging respect for people in that field is that it's really hard to make a broad, popular comedy. Unless just you're is. Chuck Lorre, and then it just comes secondhand. Okay, but what if like they just lived in a house? <laughs> it's like the, uh, <laughs> it's the, it's like the, the South Park episode. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. What if Adam Sandler <laughs> is actually married like to a duck? <laughs> well, this is genius. Write it down. We're, we're gonna make millions. Could awesome maybe get some of that money? <laughs> And then there's also a South Park episode where you find out the guys that wrote Family Guy are actually manatees moving like, <laughs> yeah. moving like beach like balls. <laughs> into- Dude, I those guys are so smart and so funny. Yeah. I will say, so I'm go- I don't think it's back on Netflix, but it's on HBO Max. It was on Netflix for a summer while I was home, and I dove in and I loved it. Like I sat on the couch. And I just watched and watched and watched. And I love, I just can't like, I would sit there and I would just do Cartman and Butters. They'd be like, <laughs> Butters, what are you doing? We got to go to the mob right now. We got to go right now. Right now. We got to go. Uh, I don't know, Erica. Uh, my parents could be awful sore at me if I go to the mall. But me. 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 Not kiddies. A bad kiddies. My papa. Vince, I want to hear your thoughts about this as, you know, the captain of Team Sour Hour. Um, this is a top five sour for me. Yeah. Top two. I, it was it was brought to me by a dear friend of mine, Derek, on my birthday, my 30th birthday. I wanted to go to Vegas, couldn't go. Ended up in a park. Local celebrity, Kenny from the Block, showed up. It's my favorite bull. Related to Jenny from the Block? I don't think so, thankfully. He's, he's a good-looking bulldog who's just got it. <laughs> Got it going on. Yeah. He showed up, and uh, we all sat around, and we drank some beers, and Derek showed up, and he said, I think you're really going to like this. I'm anticipating that I'll get some. And he did. He got some. Everybody was happy, and it was fantastic. And now every time I see it, I buy it. And now that I think about it, this actually would be a good beer to bring for a group because you could pour everybody a little bit, and they could all sample it. Yeah, it would be a great a great beer for that. 
if I didn't like it so much. <laughs> if you didn't want all of it. I want every yourself. like I want every drop of this. I mean, I'm not complaining that I have a full uh, glass to look forward There's to. There's a little more, too. <laughs> it can top you off if you want. <laughs> that might be for uh, Friday Night Beers After Dark. Ooh. <laughs> Effing bad. Effing bad. Yeah. <laughs> Effing bad. That's where we talk about some of Charlie Sheen's uh, tweets from 2011. <laughs> it's exclusively us reading those tweets. <laughs> um, oh, uh, man. this. this yeah, I, I have to say, I went in with moderate expectations, but I know you had hyped it up, and I'm I'm really enjoying this. It's fantastic. I, I love it. I think they've done great work. I just... It's... I don't know what the barrel aging necessarily does. I would I would have to try this unbarrel aged, and I don't think I'd want to. But I I enjoy it from top to bottom. There is nothing about this beer. This is the first one that I will award five vinces out of five. What? Vinces. Yep. Wow. I didn't I didn't come in knowing I was going to do that, but dang it, it happened, and it's deserved. A five out of five. This is history for the show. We have never given a five formally. I got real close recently, but uh, I, wow, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but but yet I am, just like I was that I loved New Girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's sour on the back. It's so good. I can't even explain it. It's so good. It's so good in all the ways that Nemo is a bad kid, a real shithead, a real McAsshole, like the worst of the worst. Yeah. And then at the end, at the end, he's like, "We're gonna go to school. We're gonna go to school. We're gonna go to school." Or no, he's not. He doesn't even want to go to school at the end. After his father traversed the ocean, which is basically like going around the world, and it seemed like it had to have been like eighty days, just like the for one fish. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. He's a little guy too. I don't know if you've seen these clownfish. They make him look big, but he's tiny. He's small. I don't know how much time was cut out when they took the the sea turtle shortcut, but they looked they were going pretty oh, fast. The EAC. Dude. <laughs> Righteous, bro. <laughs> uh, they also were in a whale for a while, but those don't move fast. But they cover ground. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like, have you ever seen... It's like watching watching uh, Jurassic Park, you know? And you see these T-Rexes running, and you're looking at their legs. You're like, those are just not moving fast. And yet, you can't outrun it. Yeah, well, it's because they have large legs. Um, I'm going to spare you. you the suspense. I'm going to give this a I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5 toms. That is that is peak. I don't think you've gone above that. Uh, oh, I I have. You uh, have. Yeah, well we, when we did goofy boots I went to You four, went for, Oh, I 4. went 4.75. Yeah. That's right. No, this is um Wow. This is about as high of a compliment as I can give a sour because um I I don't love them as much, but this is just so delightful. It's refreshing. It's certainly very crushable. If it if it weren't so expensive, I would probably get it a lot. I know it's on the it more a expensive end. A touch. You're basically looking at if we're breaking this down into cans, you're looking at a two pack of sixteen ounces at about twenty bucks. So it is. It's a little pricey, but I think it's very worth it. Well, yeah. Worth it. If you've got a you know, special person in your life that you want to have, you know, a lovely evening with, this would be a great, you know. Great way to start that evening. Or if you've got a unspecial person in your life that you really want to stick it to, this would be a great beer to drink in front of them. Yeah. Or if you just, you know, I have a, a lot of time to kill and you're outside 
That's probably a good enough reason too, right? There is no, just like there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, there is no bad way to drink this beer. Yeah, I, I agree. And I just want to say thank you for, for bringing this in, into our lives. So I'm glad you like it. it. It's, been, it's been fantastic. As it's been fantastic spending this time with you all, the listeners. Let's yeah. not forget why we're doing this. You know, like, subscribe to our Instagram, listen, continue to listen on all the platforms. If we are the soundtrack to your drive to work, we hope you're not indulging. But yeah. if we are the soundtrack to your train ride, to work? I don't know. You get away with it nowadays. Right. I mean, if you're trying to just, you know, avoid doing work from home and, you know, you don't want anyone to find out, you're, you're slacking off. I mean, we're not going to tell anybody. No. Shh. Just keep it to yourself. And maybe slip one of these into your, uh, into your palate. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Thanks again, folks. I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes full glasses must booze <laughs> thank you very much yeah, it's good right it's, it's really, good it's really good. good it's a lot better than two and a half man <laughs>